So two young fish are swimming through the ocean one day, says David Foster Wallace, opening his now famous 2005 commencement speech at Kenyon College. Two young fish are swimming through the ocean one day when they happen upon an older fish swimming the other way. And the older fish nods at the two younger fish and says, Morning, boys. How's the water? In response to which the two younger fish simply nod and swim onward. But then suddenly, a few moments later, one of the young fish looks over to the other young fish and says, What the heck is water? What is water? In 1965, the computer engineer Gordon Moore, working at the time for the early tech giant Intel, made a prediction that would soon enough come to be known as Moore's Law. And Moore's prediction, Moore's Law, to put it simply, was this, that over the next 10 years, the speed and complexity of technology would double each year, while the cost for producing and consuming it would consistently decrease. Well, that has turned out to be prophetic. For not just the next 10 years, but every 18 months since 1965, the speed of technology has indeed doubled, while the technologies themselves have become cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Which leads me to a story. Now, it's not so much a story, but a fact, really. But it's a fact that nonetheless illustrates the point marvelously. According to Neil Ash, the former president and CEO of Global Commerce for Walmart, when it comes to online shopping, the speed and ease of purchasing is everything. So much so that mere milliseconds literally make the difference in hundreds of millions of dollars in Walmart revenue per year. People are so impatient now, Ash says, explaining this reality, that they will give up purchasing something on account of a half-second delay. Then, pointing to copious internal research on the fact, Ash explains that when online consumers hit a button, we expect a response in fewer than 10 milliseconds. And that if our wait time is prolonged past 10 milliseconds, we will likely click off the page and go elsewhere for our purpose. 10 milliseconds. Not 10 seconds. 10 milliseconds. Or as Veruca Salt and Willy Wonka says, I want a Noompa Loompa now, Daddy. That's us. Yes, we want it. We want everything right now. And because of Moore's Law, we can reasonably expect to get most everything we want right now. Thus, this 
is our reality. This is the water we are swimming in. A culture in which everything happens at the speed of light and a culture in which simultaneously we expect as little impediment as possible in getting what we want. So is now the time you're going to restore the kingdom? The disciples asked Jesus at the beginning of Acts chapter 1. Is now the time? Their people have been waiting on this restoration for some 600 years by this point. And now with Jesus' stunning resurrection... Symes seem to suggest that it might finally be about to take place. And so they are quite naturally eager and anxious. So is now the time? They ask. To which Jesus simply responds, It is not for you to know the times or the periods. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And then just like that, he withdraws from them into heaven. Talk about a longer wait than 10 milliseconds. And talk about an impediment in the way of getting what you want. Nonetheless, the disciples faithfully go and do as Jesus instructs them. They return to Jerusalem where they gather regularly as a community of followers. Constantly breaking bread and sharing stories with one another. Praying and waiting. And then one day amid all of that praying and sharing and waiting, at a time when least they expected it happens, the Holy Spirit comes upon them, nudges them, inspires them, provokes them, compels them. They hadn't been given any advance notice. They were in no way braced or prepared. They hadn't been busily surfing the internet and putting things in their spiritual shopping carts. They hadn't been rushing ahead of God and trying to build the kingdom as they saw fit. No, instead they'd simply been right where Jesus had told them to be. Simply doing precisely that which Jesus had told them to do. They had been gathered together as one community, praying and waiting. And then suddenly, the scripture says, from heaven there came the sound of a violent wind, and all of them were filled with the Spirit. Impatient though they were, they waited prayerfully. And while they knew that prayer could not manipulate God's timing or force from God their own desired results, they nonetheless trusted that prayer and togetherness as community would cultivate in them a sense of openness and alertness and trust. And so therefore they prayed and they waited. And consequently, 
alert to God's call when it came, they slowly began, as the book of Acts later says, to turn the world upside down. And the rest, of course, is history. We're here today because they did. Here's why I open this sermon with the story of the two young fish. The punchline of the story, of course, turns on the fact that the two young fish are so totally immersed in water that they don't even know what water is. The water is so all-consuming that they don't even know it's there. Well, so too are the conditions of speed and convenience so all-consuming in our present moment that we often don't realize that they're even there either. Or perhaps better put, so all-consuming are they that we often don't realize the extent to which they shape and influence all of our hopes and dreams and actions and expectations. Dear family, we are daily swimming through the waters of immediate gratification, therefore failing to recognize how soaking wet we really are. And here's why this matters for us this morning. This matters for us this morning because lest we be aware of it and on guard, the same impulse that can irritate us and lead us to click off the screen if we haven't gotten our desired result within 10 milliseconds can easily and quite naturally irritate us and lead us to make rushed and ill-advised decisions as churches if we feel like the Holy Spirit is tarrying too long. So influenced by the waters around us, so influenced by the cultural air that we breathe, we can quickly begin to grow fearful and scared and anxious and panicked as churches, telling ourselves we have to do something, telling ourselves that if we don't hurry up and do something and get that something up and running fast, then people are going to click off the page and go shopping somewhere else. Dear family, I know this pressure. You know this pressure. We all know this pressure, for this pressure is the subtext of our very lives in the 21st century. Hurry or be left behind. Nonetheless, I stand before you today as your pastor, desperate to remind us as a community of faith of this eternal promise that those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. And that unlike the delivery date of a new book or a new pair of shoes, it is not for us to know the times as set by God. But that if only we will patiently and prayerfully wait upon God, that the Holy Spirit will come upon us once more. 
that inspired and directed by the Spirit, we will quietly continue the centuries-long work of turning this world upside down. We live in a time when patience is more difficult than ever. And when waiting seems to be tantamount to being left behind. And when busyness and innovation have been elevated to near sacred status. But the simple truth is the Holy Spirit is not bound by our present moment. And Moore's law has no bearing whatsoever on the ways of Creator God. Which means that as the American church anxiously and frantically tries to respond to the current crisis, the current crisis that we've been considering together these past few weeks, means that as the American church anxiously and frantically tries to respond to this crisis, That the churches who respond by trying to become busier and more innovative for fear of being left behind may just rush and innovate themselves into a greater and deeper problem. While the churches who respond like the disciples in Acts chapter 1 may just mount up on wings as eagles. Quietly and unassumingly turning the world upside down in ways they could have never planned for or anticipated. Their family, from start to finish and from cover to cover in the Bible, the stories of God coming upon and working through faithful people feature this same principle at work, that when least the people of God anticipate it, God summons them to a specific task. The subtext of the scriptures is that the eternal breaks into time when least people expect it. This, while as we've said the subtext of the 21st century, is that time is to be mastered. And that we should have access to what we want and that we should have it now. And what this means, practically speaking, is that those who wait upon Walmart will soon enough leave for Amazon... Where even in finding what they want, they will be searching for something new yet again tomorrow. While those who wait upon the Lord, however, will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. Their faithful response going from everlasting to everlasting. While so many churches today are driven by the logic of Moore's law, and while the conditions of the culture around us are so all-consuming that most of us don't even realize how consumed by these conditions we are, my prayer is that we as a church will be driven by the slow yet eternal logic of the Scriptures. That every bit as anxious and eager for the coming kingdom as those first disciples ever were. That we will nonetheless, like them, commit ourselves to simply showing up. 
to breaking bread, to sharing stories, to singing songs, to carrying one another's burdens, to praying, to waiting. Knowing that it is not for us to know the times as set by God. But knowing that those who wait upon the Lord will soon enough be the ones whose lives slowly but indelibly turn this world upside down. And all God's people said, Amen. And I'll now be down front to receive any who might this day want to commit themselves to following Jesus Christ as Lord and letting His way be that which grounds your life. And also to receive any who might want to join our number here at Boulevard Baptist Church.